Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. I'm Megan. Did you hear me like catch my breath? I was like, <laughs> we almost a- had a normal intro. I, I, I wasn't I, laughing or anything. I, I like took a deep breath before we started. And then midway through the introduction, I lost my breath. I was like, <laughs> what is the, how do we even open? You're listening. What the heck? Who? Hello, you're listening to our show. They say the podcast for two sisters travels. And I had a weird breath in there. Okay, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I suddenly was like, what podcast is this? I don't know. I was going to do my other intro, so. Whatever. Hi. Welcome back. It's May. It is. That's it. <laughs> it's May. I know. I started to do it and then I hated it, but I finished it anyway, so. It happened. Look. Oh, you guys. What? My child is going to be a year old in a week from when you're listening to this. A week? Yeah. Just, yeah, I guess. Ooh, yeah. Next Thursday. Yeah. Mm. Yucky. Oh, my God. Oh, she was so close to walking today. And for what? It was so, for something dumb. Like, yeah, uh, she was just excited. Uh, I don't even know. Maddie, I think she saw I wasn't Maddie. Any, it wasn't anything dumb. I was trying to get her to walk over to Maddie for a quesadilla. But <laughs> <laughs> apparently that only gets me up and walking. That's so. not dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's going to be a year old next week. And I'm like shook. I don't even know what to do right now. I Her birthday is coming up. And I realize that I'm, I'm like the host of this thing. <laughs> and I need to start getting my life together. Right, you can't just show up and have cupcakes and leave. Because and... I'm like, well, it's not my birthday. <laughs> so, and then I realize I have to get this ready. That's um, true. We're and doing Toy Story theme. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. I and should probably watch past the second Toy Story. I've seen the third oh one Lord. like one time. It's a trip. The fourth one is scary. Scary. Yeah, I think it's scary. Oh. Like if you don't like ventriloquist dummies. Oh, ew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dead Silence, man. That was a weird uh. movie. <clears throat> In other weird news, um... I got an email from my HR department at work letting us know that the health emergency is set to be lifted by the time you're on today, Thursday, the 11th. Oh my gosh. I keep thinking, listen, we're recording earlier than normal. And I'm like, (laughs) no, no, it's not. Like, yeah, it says the, um, like the, the 11th public is like health, a week away and it's not no the public health emergency ends may 11th today uh, if you're listening to this in real time uh, meaning that covid numbers have gone down enough that we are no longer considered in an it's not considered an emergency three long years and it could have been like three short months if y'all would have gotten your lives together and not I been kinda. selfish. Yeah. I say y'all, not our listeners. Our listeners are probably fine. I assume. Yeah. I assume you guys are cool. <laughs> We've chased out most of the ones who... I, we don't talk politics a ton, but yes, we do get jabs in there. And I'm sure it gets annoying to the people who don't agree, but I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm just, I'm over here like, I feel like these really aren't hot takes because I'm like, just be a decent 
person and like let me have rights as a as a woman and a gay woman but i guess that's that's asking too much for some people one thing at a time the white men are still uncomfortable right i guess so (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys i i'm sorry that was a low blow um no it's it's i'm married to a white man i like some of them you're like i like white white men (laughs) some of them okay uh yeah i don't know it's kind of strange to even though it's not going to feel different uh i feel like especially in our state in indiana most bans have been lifted we really even our hospitals are no longer requiring masks Um, oh wow really mm mm-hmm I guess I haven't been to the hospital in a while, which is a good thing. I shouldn't be. <laughs> I go every once in a while just to see how they're doing. No, I've got, <laughs> they check up on my meds since I'm still within like the first year of taking them. They want to check oh. on me every couple months. Um, I forgot to take mine this morning. Time to be sad. <laughs> just kidding. I'm sad every day. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a, uh, it's weird. It's a strange feeling that it's quote unquote coming to an end there's obviously still cases but the number of cases have gone down significantly the number of deaths have gone down significantly vaccines are up and there will continue to be cases it's just i don't know it's and you know there's going to be one day down the road everyone who sat there and pushed back so hard on the vaccine like i remember as a kid starting school and being told here's the list of vaccines you have to get before you can start school and we had to go get shots before we could go to school and it our parents just said yeah and maybe that's just because that's our parents i'm sure there have always been parents who have been like i'm not doing that to my kids but like some it was required like you had to have it Mm -hmm. i feel like it's amplified in this day and age but one day down the road i guarantee the covid19 vaccine is just going to be on the list of like you got to get your influenza your covid19 your Your tetanus yeah whatever not everybody got tetanus (laughs) i don't know i got who why did i get tetanus god kelsey i don't know not tetanus i got the shot i didn't get tetanus (laughs) i don't know I had to get a rabies shot one time. That's right, because you were attacked by a dog. I was. And, and they did not have any information on that dog because those people were horrid. Oh and they're gosh. like, oh, he was just playing with you as he's like, as they're like cartoonishly shoving all their stuff in a car and driving away. Mm-hmm. That's a story for another time. You know what? Maybe for a tangent, <laughs> we'll just talk about the awful things that... It, no, no. You know, the as soon as I said it... to us. <laughs> ther- that's just going to turn to therapy. Never mind. Just beep, beep, beep. Take it back. I do <laughs> sure need to go back to therapy, but it's okay. <laughs> but I wanted... Uh, I wish I would have remembered on my way here. I was going to get like a drink or something to pop, to crack, to whatever for old time's sakes. Be like, yay, we're it's over it's over <laughs> oh and you can drink now you could drink for a while i don't know i've been able to drink for a minute uh, <laughs> almost a year <laughs> yeah i tried breastfeeding it didn't work so i don't have to worry about that like i i'm i mean maybe with my medication no but yeah when i was sick one time with one of the million things i was sick with i took um you know sick medicine it was like nyquil <laughs> or maybe yeah. it was dayquil and forgot that I took it and was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to drink it because it was like cold and I wanted hot chocolate, but you put butterscotch schnapps in hot chocolate and it's yes, so good ma'am. by the way. But I forgot that I had taken, you know, NyQuil uh-huh. before that. I'm listen, I've never done that before because I've never felt like drinking while I was sick, but hot chocolate's different. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Like I 
haven't felt that bad drunk before like i it was really kind of scary because we were getting ready to go to bed and i was super dizzy i was like maybe i'm just really tired Uh uh-huh and then i got in bed and had to like hold on to the edges of the bed and stare at like something fixed because it felt like i was going to like roll spiral into the universe out of bed like it was so it was scary i was actually really nervous i was like i think i'm gonna be sick like I, everything won't stop moving, and then I realized I was like, I took, you know, not sinus medication, just cough medicine. Yeah, and- I took cough medicine and alcohol. I'm like, okay, so that the, you know, the things they tell you about that is true. It's a hundred percent true. Weird. I really thought I thought I was if I closed my eyes, it felt like I was just gonna go into the stratosphere. Like it was terrifying. <laughs> sometimes that happens to me without drinking i'm gonna have to look this up one day no i i've told you this before there are some times where i'm standing still or i'm going to take a step and the world shifts beneath beneath me like oh there's a car alarm going on no it's not a car alarm going off it's my neighbors honking so someone will come outside they don't know how to knock on a door or at least use a cell phone oh that's just them okay it's very rhythmic that's pretty rhythmic Anyway, so well, I don't know. Now we got solicitors across the street. We got to get this over with. Oh my god, <gasps> we're off topic. Forget it. I'll tell you guys another time. All right, <laughs> this you week. just feel like floating sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it happens where I go to take a step and it's like I'm here, but the world shifted a couple of inches and I don't know how it happened. That sort of thing. So uh, yeah, I I need to look into that. Uh, Googling. Okay, it sounds weird, <laughs> but I've Googled. I've internet searched some weird stuff and gotten the results I needed. Like the other day, I searched what mushroom looks like crab legs. Oh. And uh, you better believe I got the answer I wanted because I went out in my yard and in my flower bed, there were two mushrooms growing that look like little crab pinchers coming up out of the ground. Yucky. Yeah, it's called stinkhorn. Oh. And it also had green slime on the top, which is exactly what it looked like in the picture. And it like, it smells like a dead body. And uh, yeah, if your mulch gets Is this The Last of Us? Is it starting? (gasps) Ah! I've not watched it. Do you know anything about The Last no. of Us? Oh my God, that's a whole tangent. That's not something for an episode. I'm going to teach her after this. It's okay. Okay. Truthfully, well, I played the game. I didn't watch the show. So Googling crab leg mushrooms worked. Uh, Google mushrooms that look like crab legs, not crab leg mushrooms, because then you get crab stuffed mushrooms, and, I, and then I was hungry. Yeah. So mm. I've also Googled why does it sound like there's an explosion in my head, and I got the answer. Oh yeah. Me and Maddie just talked about that the other day. She gets it. Mm-hmm crazy Mm. weird thing i don't have that if you guys are wondering if you're ever just sitting in silence and then it sounds like a in your head and you're like whoa where'd that come from or like a car crash or something like that that is take it literally it's exploding head syndrome yes and uh usually comes on when you have a lot of stress in your life or a lot of trauma um it sounds like a world war ii flashback up there probably for you (laughs) kind of associated with people with ptsd and things like that so yeah yeah totally well anyway happy (laughs) thursday now that we just spent we do this every time we act like it's a surprise you always get a little a little treat uh, at the beginning or end or middle of each episode i feel like it's expected like the people who know and don't want to hear they hit play and then skip about 10 minutes in and they're like there all right here we are so for those of you that skipped ahead 10 minutes welcome happy thursday (laughs) we are back on the alphabet train in Mm -hmm. pennsylvania this time yeah yeah i didn't know what to expect at pennsylvania okay yes i did that is a lie i expected uh a lot just because she's old 
Yeah, she's like, one of the OGs. Civil War, things like that, which we totally could have covered, but that's pretty cliche for this area. So I wanted to find something a little different. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little exciting. Is it super different from things that we've done? Maybe not, but it's not the Civil War. It's not. It's not <laughs> Civil War because we've kind of covered that a bit up in the this area, New yeah, England type I, area. That is kind of the problem when i said like she's old like that's the stuff you have to avoid because all the older ones it's like this battlefield is haunted this fort is haunted this whatever is haunted and Mm -hmm. we're still on the search for the a girl who passed away in the 90s we're still looking for that ghost (laughs) oh yeah the one wearing like or she wouldn't be wearing avril lavigne in the 90s um no whitney houston shirts and i don't know (laughs) or nirvana or something Mm -hmm. we're still looking for those ghosts yeah they're out there somewhere get a hold of us (laughs) uh i still might have aim somewhere just hit me up there oh lord gosh okay anyway we're in pennsylvania we are in bedford Ooh, i should have started with we're in bedford not indiana (laughs) that's true i wonder how many bedfords there are though a lot if there's bed rock, if there is any type of, I assume there's probably a lot of rock quarries in this area. If I had to guess, I know nothing of Bedford. I didn't look it up. Um, I wonder if they have a lot of rock type jobs there. I'm sorry, that's really weird. I don't know. Not like no, crystals. <laughs> no, it's fine. I I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. Truthfully, I used like Wikipedia for the Bedford information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. It's a fort. Like it was Fort Bedford, like just uh, like everything. Yeah. So okay, that's yeah. It could be someone named after somebody. So truthfully, I am kind of like skimming over the Bedford part of it because I know Wikipedia is just one thing, but 85% of the information was like, this fort and this war and this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I should have right, seen no that offense, coming. No yeah. offense to the history, but no, I'm, I'm tired of that. It's history. History. Okay, so let's talk about Bedford, shall we? Yes. Well, it's 2020 population. We're using debt just... From here on out, datausa.io, because she is more reliable, it seems. Mm-hmm. I have to burp. Why do I do this every time? I don't know. Please get it together. <laughs> you might have heard that. Whoa. Okay, well, anyway, the 2020 population of Bedford is 2,703 people. Wow. You know, when we first started searching, when I would search for cities to cover, I was always looking for small towns. And I'm like, I want it under 10,000. And sometimes it didn't just happen. But then it, you know. It just started happening. Yeah, it happens uh, organically now. (laughs) It does. It looks like they're split as far as politics go. So, wow, they've got one of each senator. Cool. The median age, uh she's a little old, is 49.3. Ooh, I was going to say 48. Yeah, I shouldn't have said she's old, but she's old, yeah, including the people. It's (laughs) 49.3. Yeah. Uh, The poverty rate, they're doing all right, 10.1%. Okay. Uh, The median household income is 50,833. I want to guess now because I also have, I mean, we do this every time, like, let me guess, and then when we do guess, it's way off. Okay, well... Do you want me to tell you the demographics before you guess the median property value, or do you just want to guess the median just property value? Tell me. You know what I'm here. No, you know, for the guess rest. guess the property value. Median. Median with a fifty thousand dollar income. Um, I'm gonna say seventy six thousand. 
No, you would think with that income, that would make sense. Yes. Try double that. 144,700. Wow. Well, it's nothing like the one city I covered where I had to double check. I didn't believe it because it was like 56,000 and then Mm $260,000 homes. I'm like, how literally? So no one lives there. So you're telling telling me me no one actually owns these homes. But (laughs) yeah. And this is the 2020 values. Oh, it was a Cannon Beach, I think. Maybe. That sounds about right because a beach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I'm sure it's up because this is 2020 and the market has just. I just had a thought what cannon beach has definitely got to be like a retirement place so these are people who yeah their income is probably low as far as retirement rolling in but they have saved up their money because they old and they've got all this money set back i mean it's an older older age, median age so they're probably living on social security but that doesn't mean that they didn't have and they still money. have a, a income coming in so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, well, now let's talk diversity. They're very excited about this one. Uh, Population and diversity, 100% of their population is a U.S. citizen. Oh, wow. wow. Except, except... uh, That guy. No, (laughs) no, I'm not joking. Bedford, Pennsylvania is home to a population of 2.7 thousand people from which 100% are citizens. As of 2020... 0.111% of Bedford residents were born outside of the country. It has in parentheses three people. (gasps) That family. Oh my God. How awful. They Uh, knew when they moved in. (laughs) Now, I was going to read this bit. I want you to guess um, the population as far as demographics go. What do you think is the most, the most you know that's probably white it is what do you think the percentage of white people is here well i can only imagine it's in the 90s let's go 90 97 not quite no it's very close so we we've been using data usa.io so you know they have that little color graph yeah she's white she's white white (laughs) 94.9% And you know what's funny? There are so little people. The population is so small. This is what they've done. In 2020, there were 26.2 times more white people in Bedford than any other race or ethnicity. There were... And then it doesn't break it down by percentage. I can tell you the percentage. Uh, So 94.9 white, 3.63% black or African American, uh, 0.518 multiracial non-Hispanic, and then 0.333 Asian non-Hispanic. But because the population is so small, they can say that there were 98 black or African-American people, 18 white white Hispanic residents, and let's see. Where did it go? Oh, the Asian population, there's nine of them. Oh. <laughs> so the, that family. Yep, that family. And then uh, 14 multiracial non-Hispanic people. That's those couple fam- or Yeah, scary. those couple families. Why does it stress me out that they can call them out by number? Like, hey, you three that weren't born here. <laughs> and then just stare at them like yeah. creepy. Oh, man. Okay, so she's white. I don't know what to tell you. She's pretty, pretty uh, basic. No offense, Bedford, but like in a good way. Mm. You're average. Yeah. So let's see. I can talk about a little bit, I guess, about Bedford. Like I said, she's a fort. That's 
what it says. Also, we love to hear it. She's the county seat of Bedford County. Oh, yeah, there you go. Let's see. It's located 107 miles east of Pittsburgh. So, like, and the next closest, usually it tells you, like, bigger cities that it's near. Mm-hmm. It's 102 miles west of Harrisburg. So what even is that? <laughs> I know, 102 miles west of and 107 miles east of. So she's just... In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's considered a borough. Oh. Which a borough is... Let's learn real quick. Uh, what is self-governing municipal entity equivalent to a town in most Ooh. jurisdictions, usually smaller than a city, but with a similar population density in its residential areas? Sometimes Weird. thought of as a junior city. Aw, cute. <laughs> Let's see. East Pitt Street. That looks pretty. Wow. What are you doing? Oh, I'm Google Maps at, I, or something? What? You on Google Maps or something? No, I'm on Wikipedia. I told you that. Okay. So I don't think I can give you... I'm going to skim this real quick because like I said, it, it was military. Go figure. The vicinity of Bedford was inhabited by Euro-American, quote, I'm not even saying... It's in, Native American traders in the late 1740s and early 1750s. Actual settlers did not appear in the region until after Forbes Road was cut to enable the Forbes expedition to reach Fort Dun... D- what? D- oh. Duquesne. Yes. In 1758. Sure, then there was the General John Forbes. Blah, blah, blah. There was a fight. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. A myth about Fort Bedford claims that it was liberated 10 years before the revolution by American rebels, making okay. it the first British fort to fall to American rebels. Uh, the problem with the myth is that the fourth fort was abandoned by the British army in 1766 when Pontiac's rebellion was put down while the Smith raid took place in 1769. None of that makes any sense because I skip things because all of this is just war related. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I know. Fair. I feel bad, but like, mm. War happened. Um, yeah, we know how it ended. We're here now, so. Uh, apparently, the fort did fall into ruin and collapse. They're just focusing on this fort. And I'm like, the entirety of Bedford can't be this fort. It, I mean, it can, I guess. If that's all they're proud of. Apparently. I don't know. No cute little cafes no antique stores well listen we need to get sinister pond babe on this oh my god i love just go find sinister pond babe the oh that like what is some of the stuff she says oh my gosh babe like oh, so, so humble so humble <laughs> that is a sinister <laughs> shit there's what is she, oh my gosh i don't know she's just really funny i'm no, not very good at that's definitely haunted babe mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, loves a good antique store just oh. all that yeah I would, what did she say when in one of the cities? She's like, I would just let a Scottish man take me. Oh, no, because it was in Scotland, right? I don't remember. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but no, you were saying something about cute little shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was, I'm jumping all the way at the bottom because I remember this. In 1927, David Kuntz, not mm-hmm. to be mixed up with Dean, Dean. Yes, yes, uh, yes. built a coffee pot shaped building which was originally a diner and i looked it up because of course i did it's quite literally the coffee pot cute it, that oh, is cute you sound like sinister so humble. <laughs> <laughs> it looks oh no it looks like an old school coffee pot like a metal Almost like, like a percolator i hate hate that word and i said it anyway <laughs> no it's okay well it's like uh the ones almost like ones you would sit on campfires it looks like one of those yeah. old coffee pots and the inside 
is like leaves little to be desired. It also looks really claustrophobic. That was a diner. Where? Pray tell. Where are they cooking the food? In the attic? <laughs> I, I know. There's no... I don't know. But the coffee pot. Cutie patootie. Wow, that's so cute. So humble. No, it really is. <laughs> John hates me now. Anytime we drive somewhere, I do that. I'll see something out in the distance and go, so humble. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, uh, I don't know, welcome over Jasper, maybe. Hmm. Which Jasper has a million followers now, so. Wow. Also, Jasper's engaged. Jasper the doll. Oh, the, is it to the barista Ken? Barista Ken. Shut up. Yeah, they got engaged. <laughs> Done. Guys, the TikTok tea is wild. <laughs> uh, let's see. I guess I can cover this because it's not about the Fort Bedford County. At one time, was famous for its medicinal springs. Three, oh, yeah. Three, I thought you were going to say marijuana. No, medicinal marijuana okay. springs. The three resorts were developed in the county: Bedford Springs in Bedford Township to the south of Bedford Borough. Goodness. Uh, oh man. The French, what in the world? <laughs> Chalibet Springs? Mm-hmm. I'll, here, I'm going to highlight it and Girl, show you. Girl, you know I don't know French. I'm just showing Chalibet. I know French fries. I don't know. That, ah, oh. my shoulder. Okay. <laughs> it's, if I said it like super white, Chalibita. Ah. Uh, yeah, see? Uh, springs, whatever, in Bedford Township to the east of Bedford Borough, and the White Sulphur Springs in Harrison Township to the southwest of Bedford Borough. Okay. Uh, Bubbling water. Yes. (laughs) At the Bedford Springs Resort, there is a mineral spring. Oh, gosh darn it. A Chally Beat Spring. (laughs) Listen, if I click on that, will it tell me how to say it? Oh, whoa. It's even worse. Uh, What the I don't know. Uh, a limestone spring and a sulfur spring and two sweet springs. Limestone, there she is. <laughs> mm, in the year 19 or 1804, mechanic from Bedford, J- Jacob Fletcher, drank some of the water. Uh, the rheumatic pains and ulcers he had been suffering from troubled him less that night. Mm. From then on, he often drank from the spring and soaked his limbs in the water. In a few weeks, he was entirely cured. Damn. Right? News spread and the healing springs quickly became popular. Oh, this almost gives me Alton, Illinois vibes. Remember, they had the springs there, and they're like, come bathe in our sewer water. No, it, but it was in, like, that basement, remember? <laughs> I, yeah, let's see. This The discovery of the curative springs at what would become known as the Bedford Springs Resort led to Dr. John Anderson purchasing the nearby land and building a spa in 1804. That's so dumb. That's like finding a haunted house and turning it into, into a, a haunted haunt. house. Yes. You know what I'm saying? A haunted attraction. Yeah. Due to the lack of medicines in that time, people from great distances flocked to the hotel in search of a cure for their illness. They would come to Bedford Springs to, quote, take the waters. Dude, it really Spooky. sounds like Alton. I mean, it sounds like that was a... <sighs> Common kinda thing. Kind of like how oils, essential oils is the thing now. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a um, trendy. It seems yeah. like it was a trendy thing. Uh, the Bedford Springs Hotel was the first place in America to have an Olympic-sized pool, by the way. Oh. President James Buchanan made it his, quote, summer White House. Okay. <laughs> okay. While Buchanan was there in the first transatlantic cable message... Oh, while he was there, the first transatlantic cable message was sent to his room from Queen Victoria on August 17th, 1858. Get it, Vicky. Right? The hotel in 1855 also housed the only Supreme Court hearing ever to be held outside of the Capitol. Always hmm. these weird little tidbits, huh? Right. 
Then something about Chally Beat Springs and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, I guess they talk about who visited. William Henry Harrison, James Polk, Zachary Taylor, Thaddeus Stevens, Rutherford B. Hayes, and Benjamin Harrison visited the Chally Beat Springs. <laughs> I know it's not Chally Beat. And whoever, don't come for me. <laughs> I can't even begin to explain. Okay, when people spell things out loud for me, I can't see them. But yeah. for those of you that can, it's C-H-A-L-Y. C-H-A-L-Y. Think of it there. B-E-A-T-E. Chalabay. Chalabay. That's what I'm saying. Chalabay or something. Whatever. Bet. I don't know. I don't know. Well, keep it coming. I'll see what I can find. Okay, well, that's all I'm saying on Bedford. It's people liked the water there. Some guy fixed his tummy ulcers with probably a tapeworm. I don't know. E. Let's be honest. He drank some mineral water from the springs. You said C-H-A-L-Y-B-E-A-T-E? B-E-A-T-E, yeah. What does that B say? Chally B. Chally B. That's the American pronunciation? No, no, no. No, it's French. Give me the French. (laughs) That's British. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Calibiate. Calibiate. Oh. I hate it here. <laughs> what? I thought, is there not a French one? It's really British? Uh, French. French. Uh, she doesn't know. Come on. <laughs> Work it out. Figure it out. Okay, she's I'm thinking. Si- here it comes. I turned it up really loud for some reason. Calibiate. <laughs> That's not right. I'm so sorry. I I am respectfully declining both pronunciations. Chally beat. Chally beat. No, I shallow bay. Like, does that not seem? Yeah, I feel like that was the best of all of them. I'm going with shallow bay. It doesn't matter. Oh, Calibiate. Calibiate. Yeah, let's go with the British. I don't know. (sighs) Forget it. We hate it. Anyway. We hate it here. (laughs) You know where we're going, though? We're not going to Shallybeat. We're going to uh, the place, the haunted place that I don't think we've mentioned this entire time. We're in Bedford. No, we haven't said it yet. Oh, my God. Speaking of the French. Speaking of the French, I can pronounce this one because, in fact, named after the little girl. Not really. No. Maybe the little girl was named after this place. Who knows? But this is, in fact, because we saw the name of it and we're like, <laughs> and said it like the girl's name. It is, in fact, the Jean Bonnet Tavern. Spelled Jean Bonnet. Which, which, as Megan found in some videos, some people, they were like, we're at the Jean We're at the Jean Bonnet. 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 Yeah. They were struggling. It is Jean Bonnet. So. Yeah. A lot of french influence with the names here which it surprised me that like even in my skimming i really didn't see much about french stuff yeah yeah jean bonnet tavern i mean to be fair Terre haute is in fact a very french name yes that we don't say correctly and there's not a lot of french influence here really um mm, i don't know we'll see we need to look into our own history before we go knocking down other other people's back <laughs> backsides I would say backyard and back door and then I couldn't decide what I was going to say <laughs> oh my gosh okay well whatever we're at the Jean Bonnet Tavern very exciting 
So the information that I'm getting about the Jean Bonnet Tavern is in fact coming from JeanBonnetTavern.com. I just like saying Jean Jean Bonnet. Who to who would do it better? You know, I probably nobody else. I guess except <laughs> for the little girl who cannot tell her story. Oh no, Kelsey. I know. <laughs> No, she's still alive and well and making millions. That Katy Perry. Under the pseudonym. Katy Perry. <laughs> Katy Perry. It's a real theory. Go check it out. Well, she's going to have to change her identity again because I heard Katy Perry's getting canceled out there for being mean. What? On this is a... the, yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> the uh, American Idol, America's Got Talent. I don't know whatever it is. I think American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> Idol. What? She bullied some... They said she bullied a contestant and she got like kicked off. You know, I don't follow it enough. I um, don't sorry. know. I thought they were just talking about her, her her robotic eye that she had to like. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Wake turn up. On. Yeah, <laughs> come on now. They said it was the eyelash glue. What? Then why every time she pushed her temple, it's like. Eh? Yeah. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Jean Bonnet Tavern on the website. If these old walls could talk. Ooh, Ooh. the history of the Jean Bonnet. Destiny has granted the Jean Bonnet a long and interesting life. Let me talk about it in a really mundane manner. The tavern. I don't know why I said it. (laughs) No, no. The tavern. Sorry, I started thinking of that stupid show. It's like uh, what it's like having a child. And it's that show. It wasn't. It was like Unsolved Mysteries, but like for curiosity. That have you ever wondered what it's like to to live underwater have you ever like have you do you see this guy doing the introduction he's like i don't know what you're talking have you ever read a good book have you ever seen the eiffel tower at night have you i'm like making these things up but it's the most (laughs) random stuff like i just look it up i don't know it's what it's like having a toddler have you ever something Uh, this episode is derailing it's so bad all right let's just hit pause act like none of this ever happened Hi, welcome to the Jean Bonnet Tavern. The tavern, which dates to sometime around the seven, around the around 1762, was placed on the prestigious National Register of Historic Places in 1979. Took them long enough. Yeah. It is a great honor. We know George Washington and his troops passed here, as did countless settlers in wooden wagons heading to our nation's greatest western territories. So too, so too did thousands of travelers and. Okay, I hated how they said this. Is this correct? They said, so too did thousands of travelers in new, newfangled motor cars. Would you not just say newfangled? I mean, and newfangled is like a phrase. So, so they're new. They could have said, yeah, it's kind of okay, redundant. Yeah. It's a little redundant. Anyway, in their motor cars, driving the Lincoln Highway, one of the first transcontinental roads in the United States. A lot of firsts here. Our building was originally intended to be a safe haven for early settlers and travelers, We continue our mission of hospitality to this day as we welcome visitors with food, drink, and comfortable lodging. Please come and visit us. Gosh, darn it. If I hit this (laughs) mic one more time. Please come visit us at the Jean Bonnet. Then you too will be a part of the long list of famous and ordinary folk who have enjoyed our rich heritage, fine dining, and overnight accommodations. We are, in fact, the ordinary folk. (laughs) You are not the main character. The Jean Bonnet was built at the junction of the Old Forbes Road, which runs east and west, and Bird Road, which runs north and south. I guess that's important. Today, this would be route, uh, this would be Route 30 and Route 31, which Route 30 is also known as Lincoln Highway. So many names. I know, lots to, lots to keep up with, so keep up. 
There is little to prove the actual date of the building, but we know it served as an early French fort and trading post. There it is. In historic documents, mostly trapper and trader accounts, the building was referred to as being on the way to the old Shaughnessy cabins uh, that would be present-day Shawnee State Park. We know General Forbes stopped here to await reinforcements before beginning a westward campaign in hopes of taking Fort De, De- Gosh darn <laughs> De Kessna from the French. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> rough. Duquesne? I don't care. The earliest official record of the property is noted in a transfer of title uh, transfer of title of 690 acres from an agent of the William Penn family to Hans Ireland, a land speculator. It was then transferred in 1762 to Robert Callender, an Native American trader, is what I'm going to say. Okay. (laughs) Callender was also a commissary for troop supplies and later a scout for General George Washington. Good for him. This building, with its native stone walls, massive fireplaces, and chestnut beams, was built during Callender's ownership. (laughs) Our namesake, Jean, or John (laughs) Bonnet... And his wife purchased the property in 1779. In October 1780, Bonet was issued a license allowing that, quote, petitioner lives at the fork of roads leading to Fort Pitt and Glades with everything necessary for keeping public house. I don't... He can house people there. A public house is like what would be considered a a tavern or something, right? Oh, wait. You're probably right. So they're saying you have a license now to serve people. I suppose... I'm going to serve up some... Oh. (laughs) That was me, like, you know, winding up my fist to serve up some knuckle sandwiches. Uh, Since 1780, ownership of the Jean Bonnet has changed hands many times. 14 hands. Most Most of those recorded as deed holders to the Jean Bonnet maintain the building as a public tavern and inn. Several utilize the property as a private residence. That, I bet it would be a cool residence. Yeah. In 1957, the Jean Bonnet was purchased by the Enyart family. Mm-hmm. It was during their ownership that stories of hauntings of the Jean Bonnet began to reach the public. Ooh. Uh, one of the most colorful moments in our history was when the tavern became a meeting place for the farmers involved in the Whiskey Rebellion. Mm. Mm-hmm. In mid-1794, Pennsylvania farmers were angry about the federal excise tax on whiskey. They gathered here at the Stone Tavern and raised a Liberty Pole in protest. Huh. I don't know what a Liberty Pole... I, oh, you know what? I'm really dumb if I could just read one more sentence. Uh, Liberty Poles were popular forms of protest in colonial days. According to one online encyclopedia, the concept of a Liberty Pole actually began in Roman days around 44 BC. Oh. After a group of senators assassinated Roman dictator Julius Caesar, they went to meet a crowd at the Roman Forum... There, Apilius, uh, a kind of skullcap that identified a freed slave, was placed atop a tall pole to symbolize that the Roman people had been freed from the tyranny of Caesar. Uh. Uh, Over time, the concept of a hat atop a tall pole came to symbolize liberty from unjust oppression. Okay. Liberty poles uh, were popular in the days leading up to the American Revolution. They would be put up in town squares and on private property, as at the Jean Bonnet. From time to time, the poles would be knocked down by the king's soldiers, so <laughs> petty. In Boston, the Liberty Pole became a Liberty Tree. Mm. I wonder, oh, you know, now looking at this picture of the Liberty Pole. So this says Liberty Pole at the border of the Republic of Maine's from Watercolor by Johann Wolfgang von Gauthier. 
which I can say that just fine, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I mean, it, that's the helmet. Oh, move it over a little bit. Oh, ah. <laughs> that is the freed slave helmet atop the pole, making yeah. it the Liberty Pole. Okay. So, I mean, I wonder then if, like, Liberty Bell, because it looks like a bell a little bit. A little bit, yeah. If the whole concept of the Liberty Bell is, like, freedom from oppression, period. You know what? That's... Stuff to look into. Hmm. Does that make sense, though? Yes. Like, ringing a... Why would they call it a Liberty Bell? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I just thought of something that already existed for hundreds and hundreds of years, and I just <laughs> thought I was really clever. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Liberty Pole became a Liberty Tree. A few years after the American Revolution, during the presidency of George Washington, Western Pennsylvania folks began putting up Liberty Poles to protest the new federal government tax on distilled spirits. Yeah. Heck, those people. <laughs> the so-called whiskey tax was the first tax imposed on a domestic product in the new United States. What a thing. Sorry. <laughs> thought it would stay up. <laughs> it sure does not. What a thing to tax. What a dumb thing to tax. Yeah. Uh, it was part of Alexander Hamilton's plan to help pay down the huge... Now I'm like, what a dumb thing. And then it's Alexander Hamilton's idea. Uh, it was part of his plan to help pay down the huge national debt caused by expenses from the Revolutionary War. Okay. I mean, like, it sucks because if you look at it from a capitalist perspective... I say capitalist loosely. Someone wanting to make money perspective. Um, I mean, people are going to drink whiskey no matter what. Mm-hmm. like you can't stop you unfortunately could not stop these people from drinking whiskey so he's like like a good old proper capitalist american tax it make money on it just like marijuana make it legal tax it and make money off of it and stop being a baby sorry yeah. everybody's gonna do it whether you make it legal or not so why not make a little money off of it right you it's right there in front of your face like honestly <laughs> It's, yeah, it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of childish at this point to be like, mm, I don't like it, so it's illegal. Like, no. Get, right, get do off the, your high horse, whatever. <laughs> do the old-fashioned American thing and make some money off of it. Exactly. Like, isn't isn't there a thing like that from Clue? Like, what could be more American than that? Oh. Beats me. Like, yes. oh my gosh. Anyway. Uh, gosh. Where did we go? Miles away. Uh, so it was Alexander Hamilton's plan to pay down the debt from the Revolutionary War. Now, taxes are never popular, but this whiskey tax was especially hated by farmers in our region. Farmers were, would usually distill their surplus grain and corn into whiskey, and whiskey was sometimes traded in place of money. Taxing this was really irritating, especially given that some of these farmers were veterans who had fought in the Revolutionary War. This yes. is an instance where I can say I see both sides. Like, it is yeah. frustrating, but like... Everyone wants to complain about the nation being in debt now in, like, an unfathomable amount of debt. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to raise taxes to fix it. That's a whole other it's conversation that we won't have right your now. Your personal needs versus the greater good is what it is. Everyone wants their cake and they want to eat it, too. But it's, again, a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but the new government needed the money and George Washington himself led a large group of militiamen to quell the Whiskey Rebellion. In October 1794, some of the troops he summoned camped here at the Jean Bonnet on their journey to Pittsburgh to quell the insurrection. Uh, let's see. They've got some pictures here. Meow, meow, meow. Uh, <laughs> info about this has been drawn from Wikipedia, so God, go check You said that out. insurrection and it like, ugh, flashback. To what? Are it the most recent insurrection, January 6th. Oh, gosh. Wait. Oh, you're... Yeah. Listen, you hear these words and you don't realize that they're still somehow 
apparent to modern day. They're relevant. Gosh, and, how did yeah. I not think of, like, taking it out of context like that, I was like, yeah, George Washington went to go stop the insurrection. Yes. Yeah. And we know what that looks like firsthand now. So, cool. Wait, it said the government needed the money and George Washington himself led a large group of militia to quell the rebellion. Some of the troops he summoned camped here on their journey to Pittsburgh to quell the insurrection. Okay, yes, yeah, he sent troops to make... Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. creepy. Yep, history will repeat itself. Clearly it will. And honestly, that sounds really uh sketchy. I'm not going to lie. He's going to send troops troops to go what? Uh intimidate the farmers into getting over I mean, the taxing. I would assume that's like modern day um not Oh, what do they call it when the military can take over? That's uh mm, man military takeover it's uh dang shoot it totally just we, slipped okay, my mind listen i live my life constantly not knowing the word that i need in the exact <laughs> moment that i need it and it's really frustrating because sometimes it's really basic martial words. law thank you so yeah they it just hit me <laughs> so they whatever see now what's the word they incited martial law is yeah, that what it it's, is uh, Almost like they they put in into place. That would be what it's considered today, like martial law, I guess. Yeah, it just seems like. What are you gonna do? Shoot them if they don't comply? Like I don't know that. Yeah, I know it's scary. Like mm-hmm. saying it out loud. You read these things. You read history, and you're like, oh, history. No, it's happening today, and it ha- it happens. It happens. I don't know. Now I'm just like reeling over this. Yeah, sorry. I just, I heard the word and I perked up like, oh, wow. Like have war flashbacks? Unfortunately, I know that word. Dang, I did too. But reading it out of context, it did not like dawn on me that yes, in fact, which, but what were they actually stopping? Nothing. Oh, now, today, modern time. Today, yeah. Today, modern time. What were you, what was your uh, goal here? To recount, do you all want to take all the ballots and count them? Is that what you want to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, at least then there was reason. Because, like it said, these farmers, like, this was their livelihood. Literally, whiskey was so valued, it was traded in lieu of money. Like, it had the same value as cash and then some, probably. Mm-hmm. And if you want to heavily tax it, yeah, that sucks. Uh, Because the more you make, the more you pay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, when there's war, someone has to pay for it. Yeah, it, yeah, 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 you know. But that's just why, I don't know, that's wild to me. At least then they had, like, kind of a good reason. They were frustrated because it was against their livelihood, not because it's unfair. Ooh, ooh, I'm a big baby. Like, shut up. Times were a little different back then, a little. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not much. I, don't, I think okay. that says more about us than it does about them. What's oh. that? I thought that was thunder. It is just, oh, no, not the neighbor with the motorcycle. Oh, Dang God. It. Okay, now I'm going to have to yell. Wait, I think he's driving away. <sighs> okay. No, my neighbor, every time it gets, I've been here for like three rotations now of the sun. And <laughs> and he uh, will like get his motorcycle started up for the season. But then he revs it for like an out. You just hear, boom. <sighs> for like an hour he doesn't go anywhere he's like just making sure it's still blah, 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 blah. like yeah <laughs> i don't know it's really annoying apparently he got it started this time good for him anyway um 
Are we ready for some haunted things? I am. Sorry. Listen, between our tangents and between me getting all like flabbergasted, I don't know. That was a bit of time, <laughs> but let's let's do it. That was my hands. It always sounds like weird noises when it's not in front of the microphone. Oh, I guess. Okay. Uh, let's hear the spooky stuff. So I did some digging. I figured this is a place that has probably been investigated, which I wasn't necessarily wrong it has been investigated by a couple of people Mm -hmm. so i did grab some stuff from youtube but first i'm going to cover from the jean benet tavern website directly yeah i clicked on that link and then i immediately said "Uh uh-oh and i backed out and i let you to it yeah the tab at the top it says it's it's uh under folklore and it says maybe it's just folklore but some say the jean benet is haunted Uh. oh (laughs) <laughs> so they have a couple stories on here, including firsthand accounts, not just like there's ghost. So here's what we've got. The first thing they have, or first thing it says is, it's been said there's more to the allure of the Jean Bonnet than its charming atmosphere, historical past, and excellent food and drink. There are stories of hauntings and ghostly encounters. Indeed, some visitors are drawn to the tavern in hopes of having an unearthly encounter themselves. Ooh. <laughs> this fancy writing is actually coming. This isn't the the owners or whoever's running their website wrote. This is actually coming from a book called Return to the Haunted Jean Benet Tavern. It was written by Patty Wilson. There is an actual book for this. Good for Patty. Or it's a it's not a book. It's a um, article that was published in... Uh, like a newspaper or something. Yeah, yeah. A newsletter, if you will. Anyway, she said, Indeed, some visitors are drawn to the tavern in hopes of having an unearthly encounter themselves. Sightings and odd happenings have been experienced by both employees and guests at the Jean Bonnet. Let's hear them. And you will hear about them now. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps one of the most dramatic sightings, and this is no longer a quote, Perhaps one of the most dramatic sightings occurred years before the present owners purchased the building. It happened to a female bartender and her male friend. This is, says, quote, who is quoting it? They don't say who quoted it. This is a quote from someone. One night the bartender was working when a friend of hers came in. Through the course of the evening, the fellow had too many to drink. Of course, of course. As we do. When it came time to close up, she and her male companion were afraid to let the inebriated fellow drive. Oh, it's not her friend. It's just another guy. Got it. As the guy lived nearby, they decided to lock up, take the man home, and then return to finish cleaning up. The woman had the keys and knew this would be fine with the owners. That is some dedication. I guess this is a small town, but that's like really taking care of your patrons. Yeah, I guess. Call them a taxi. And I know the only thing you don't really see with the U.S. data website that we use now is kind of the the chart of how the population grows and declines over time. So I assume at any given time, there was no more than a couple thousand people in this town. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, They took the man home and they returned to the bar. As they walked along the porch, they glanced in the window. Sitting there was a solitary man who was sipping a drink. Mm -hmm. That was impossible for they had made sure the bar was empty before leaving. Still, the fellow had gotten in somehow. Quickly, they unlocked the door and hurried into the bar. No one was there, but the building is big, so did the man hear them coming and hide? No. The two immediately ruled out anyone hiding in the upper levels because they had the key that unlocked the iron grill work that separated the bar from those floors. Which, I don't know if you talked about it, um, you talked about the, the like old history of it, but this tavern is also a bed and breakfast. 
Okay. So they have rooms on the second floor that you can stay in. This building is technically four floors. Oh, we'll get into that. Okay. So what they're saying is the there's the downstairs dining, and then there's the main level dining, then there's the bed and breakfast, and then there's an apartment upstairs. <laughs> there's stories there. Anyway, they ruled out that someone had went and hid because they had the keys that locked up the, the second part, the bed and breakfast part. Mm-hmm. However, someone could have gone down the stairs to the restaurant. They mounted a search but found no one. This upset the woman so much that after duly reporting the events to the owners, she did not often mention the story. So she just could not wrap her head around that she may have seen an apparition of someone sitting at the table. Right, and it sounds silly because you could probably say, oh, someone snuck in, got a drink while they were gone. Mm -hmm. They didn't notice him. He was hanging out in the bathroom, throwing up and ready to rally when they noticed, when he noticed everyone was gone. Something. But like, especially depending on how long this bartender's been here, if she was confident enough to take a patron home and then come back, she's probably Mm -hmm. been there a minute. You know your place of work better than anybody else. Like you would know, you know the creaks in the floor, the way the door sounds when it opens, the little things. Like I feel like you could rule out simple things like that but if there was an explanation for it i feel like they would have come to it right and yeah she may be one of those people that doesn't believe in ghosts or spirits and was trying to find the most logical answer and when she couldn't she got frustrated and was like well i don't want to tell people i saw a ghost because then they'll think i'm silly yeah but it's not just employees who have had experiences at the tavern guests have reported experiences as well this is another quote again not sure. I This is someone working there quoting this. I don't know. Scott Crownover decided to spend the night at the tavern to see if he would have an encounter. He invited a group of friends and a few members of the Central Pennsylvania Paranormal Association along. That is a mouthful. Central Pennsylvania Paranormal Association. <laughs> oh, I thought along was a part of the name. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. What's the uh, no, letters for No, he brought them it? along. CPPA. Okay, so nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. CPAP. <laughs> Uh, I can't, not quite. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. If only they had, for some reason, mixed things around. Anyway, this group would not be disappointed. Yay. They rented the attic apartment that was then for what... I can't read. They rented the attic apartment that was then for let and went down to dinner. That is a weird... Yeah. It's open to rent. My God. Yeah. Afterwards, they went up to the bar where one of the men felt someone touch him. While they were discussing that, a woman heard them and came, or a woman heard them talking about this and came over. She said that the conversation had caught her ear as she had just experienced being touched by someone at the edge of the bar a little bit earlier. She, t- did somebody scratch me? <laughs> <laughs> she too insisted that no one was near her. Later that evening, another member of the group, his name was Al Brenda, it Brinza. These names. I guess. He was in the bar watching the activity. Now, Al is a confirmed non-drinker, so he felt a bit out of place in the bar. That's fair. Right. However, he tried to concentrate upon his feelings, despite the loud voices and the piano playing at the other end of the room. I don't Maybe he's like a recovering alcoholic and trying not to think too much about it. Right. Because it's kind of a weird way to say he was focusing on his feelings. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. They don't, it doesn't say, but suddenly he glanced at one doorway that led into the hallway, looking through the door where a group of people looking through the door were a group of people in rough clothes. Al called them, quote, frontier type clothes. 
Okay, no grunge Nirvana concert. Go on. (laughs) The group was watching the man playing the piano at the other end. Al described his experience as, quote, like trying to watch two televisions at once. He said he was aware of the real people at the bar, but he was equally drawn to those looking in from another time. Like, you could just tell they weren't of this time, period. This is so, like, an artistic way of putting all of this. He said it lasted a few seconds, but when he looked away and back again, they were gone. That's weird. And that's creep. That's almost creepier that it was a group of people. Yeah. Not just like a single person staring in, but just like, yeah, just a whole mess of them, like. Just staring in little grubby faces. <clears throat> Cole smeared faces up against them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Okay, so we've got employees, we've got guests, but one of the past tavern owners has also experienced things there, and that is Melissa Jacobs. Soon after purchasing it, Melissa began to notice that every time she went past the door to the then-unrented attic apartment, the door would be in a different position. Like, different position how? I don't know if it's like partial closed over, opened up, maybe... I'm not sure. I really would like to, like, it would be cool, but I cannot imagine it means, like, yes, it was centered on the wall, and then when she came back, it was, no. a, like, centered left of the wall. And- no, she means, like, if it's open and closed. It said if it was closed when she passed it first, then it would be wide open a few minutes later when she came by again. I don't know why that feels like, now I just wish there was a time where it's like, I walked by and the door was in the middle of the wall, and now it's on the far right, and now it's like, Lord. yeah. One morning, she noticed this occurring several times, and she decided that someone had gotten into the building somehow and was playing a trick on her. Again, it's like you're trying to rationalize things. Right. Well, that's your mind probably doesn't always immediately, even us, my mind doesn't immediately go to ghosts. Yeah. Melissa went to her office. Yeah, I will say that as people who do believe in the paranormal and do go ghost hunting and look for these things, when things happen in your daily life, Typically, that's not your first go-to, even as a seasoned, experienced investigator. You know, yeah, if you're not, uh, if you're not in a paranormal setting, like I'm gonna go eat dinner at the Hacienda restaurant tonight, like <laughs> yeah. in what? Where was that? Mishawaka. Mich- I want to say Mishawaka. Uh, I wouldn't go, being like, I wonder if I'll see a ghost. But guess what? That place is haunted. Go check out our episode, Hacienda. <laughs> yes. Okay, so she believes that someone's playing a trick on her. She went to her office on the tavern's second level to await a salesman who was coming in. When the man arrived, Marissa, Marissa, Melissa explained <laughs> the situation to him and asked if he would accompany her on a search of the building. He agreed. Smart. Yeah, yeah. The two went past the apartment that was open as they began searching the bedroom level. A few moments later, they went by again but the door was closed. Oh, yay. No one was found in the apartment or any other level in the building, and the doors were all locked securely from the inside. The salesman was as baffled by the strange door as Melissa was. See, and that's... It's nice because it goes both ways, kind of like recalling our episode at the um, the theater. In Fowler? Or... In Fowler, yes. Okay. The Fowler Theater, where the door could open. Mm-hmm. As we learned, it would take a lot like for the door to just close on its own but here it's going both ways so it's not like the draft is pushing it open or close like you can't have it both ways 
Yep. And they do keep a record book where guests can write their experiences in it. They have just a couple here on the page. Very short, quick things. Mm -hmm. And they've also linked... um, a YouTube video that I'm actually going to cover here in a moment that you can, it's a series called hometown haunts Mm -hmm. and they are out of Pennsylvania. They're a group called Mo Valley paranormal. So MO must be short for, Mm -hmm. unless there is actually a Mo Valley. Maybe I was going to say Missouri, but that's way the other way. Yeah. They're out of Pennsylvania. Uh, one of the guests, um, I guess, reviews that they've left here on the website said, uh, my wife had her glasses on the side of the bed. In the night, she heard a noise and her glasses were in the middle of the room. Ghost? Maybe. Creepy. (laughs) This other one said, if it'll go away, uh, when we came upstairs, we had the knowledge of Melissa and her co-workers having a, quote, waitress Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a fun place to work. (laughs) Right. The next day, I awoke about 12.30 to 12.45, and I could still hear them talking downstairs. So I assume this is in the a.m. I wanted to go down, but I didn't want to intrude. The next morning, I asked Melissa, why did she stay up so late when they had Olympics? (laughs) And she told them that she had been home and in bed by 10.30. Oh. And they could still hear people talking downstairs at about 12.30, 12.45 at night. Creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. And they do have a picture here on the website of the tavern that somebody took. Um, oh, you if you can go to it really quick yeah, and click on the folklore. It. So looking at it, it's kind of a wide angle where you can see most of the tables. It's almost in a sapia tone, not quite black and white. It's kind of an off color. I don't know how old the picture is. But right. looking at the picture... I didn't see anything right away, but they give you a little clue that says, look near the chair on the right. Truthfully, even if it didn't say, like, that just looks weird. To me, it looks weird right away in the photo. See, when I looked at it, I thought it was like a light shining off of something. But yes, it, it is out of place. And it, when you look at it, it's almost like um, someone's pant leg. Okay, that's what I was. Th- it looks like someone Their mid-stride. Hips down. Yeah, it literally looks like you can even maybe see a... Be- no, that's... Okay, that is the shadow of the stool. That makes sense. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, so it kind of stops. It does make it look weird. So, I mean, we can share the picture. It is on the Jean Bonnet Tavern website. You can it check does, it out It does, but you see creases in the pants. You see where the bend of the knee is. Yeah. And it it's like they're mid-stride walking, like, right up to the corner of the table. Mm-hmm. But, like all the real objects around it are cutting it out of view. Yeah. I don't, does, I don't know. We'll, we'll post the picture and you'll see, because I'm not good at describing things sometimes, but that's that's what it looks like. So now that's all they had on their website. So I wanted a little bit more. So I did check out some YouTube videos and there were a couple of investigations. There was one I came across. Uh, I want to say it was like two years ago, something like that. They oh, posted. I thought you meant you like came across it yourself two years ago oh, and you just recall. No, no, no. The, the YouTube video was posted about two years ago. I think it's a guy. His handle is haunted by haunted. Okay. I, it's all one word. I don't know. Okay, so he gave some information. It's just him. It's during 
business hours though. So there are, are people downstairs talking. Um, he has a couple of videos that I watched two and a half of them. I didn't finish the third one, but he was giving some information about what some other people had seen. He said there was an, um, he was up in the apartment and it's like a very small, almost studio like apartment. Mm -hmm. So you have your living space, kitchen area all in one. And there's a bathroom off of the kitchen. And then you have your bedroom. That's all it is. Yeah. It's pretty small. So he said that one of the employees there had mentioned that they saw a man standing at the top of the attic stairs in colonial period clothing. Of course. Of course. And so he, of course, wants to go up there. And he's like, you know, we're doing an investigation investigation <laughs> tonight and I'm waiting for my team to get here. So while I'm here by myself, I'll do a spirit box session and see if I can get anything by myself during the day. And he asked, um, he started the spirit box and it is the one that has like the the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to understand. And the thing that kills me is he didn't give any um, captions he didn't, if it said something or sounded mm. like it said something, he didn't say, oh, I think it said this. He was just silent the whole time, which I don't know if I liked it or not. I kind of liked it just because then He wasn't you, talking over potential. Yeah, you have to deduce if it's what it's saying or if it's intelligent or not or whatever. Do you think that was intentional on his part or it's just how he happens to edit his videos? I, I think it may be intentional as far as him being silent, I, it's almost like I wish he would have been silent and not reacted when it did say stuff because he knew he was going to go in later during editing and add the captions, but he didn't. Right. So he just didn't say anything unless he really didn't hear what I was hearing because I got a couple of responses, I thought, mm -hmm. and he didn't react. He did to one. Okay. Um, but he asks, he starts by asking, are you going to come out tonight and talk to us? Because they have the investigation later that night. And I heard it say, maybe. Okay. Like it sounded like a voice came through and said, maybe. <laughs> maybe I will, maybe I won't. And then he said, my name is Mark. What's your name? And I thought it sounded like it said Peter. Okay. So again, no reaction Another from this Peter guy. from yeah. the last place. And then, see, and it kills me because I put question marks next to all of these because he didn't react. And I'm like, I'm hearing this and I'm bad with the spirit box. Yeah, same. And then he said, do you want me to go or stay? And I thought it said, go now. Okay. Like, almost, I don't know if it was go now. Like, he's asking, like, you want to go now? Or yeah. Or he was like, saying, go, go now. now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we both did that in time. <sighs> And he did mention, he did acknowledge there was a voice coming through, but he wasn't trying to guess what they were or saying out loud what he thought it was saying. Because he mentions at this point that it does sound like it's the same voice coming through each time. It does sound like a male voice, a lower pitched voice. Okay. And he also notes that it's coming through on different channels. So it's not like it keeps hitting the same channel and sending something through. That is something good to pay attention to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he asked, are you back in this room? And I thought it said, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the one that he had to acknowledge it because it was clear as day. Um, there, He told a story earlier in his recording 
that someone had rented out the attic, an employee had rented it out uh, when COVID happened, the um, when it first shut everything down, the restaurant shut down for about two months. Mm -hmm. And one of the employees lived up in that attic for those two months. He wasn't there very long. And they think this may be the reason why, but he said that um, he thought there was someone up there. Like he always just felt very, not threatening, but like there was just something there. A presence. And it made him uncomfortable. And then he saw the guy at the top of the stairs in the colonial clothing. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. So he asked in his, in this spirit box session, did you scare the man that lived up here? And clear as day, it said, I did. Oh. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) And he said, oh, I heard that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like he had to acknowledge that one. Right. Later that night, they have a group that's going in to investigate. So it's an, this is another one of his movie or videos that cuts <laughs> to later. And he's doing another walkthrough because now the restaurant's closed. So he's getting a feel for like what the restaurant looks like. He's showing the setup of the cameras and mm-hmm. lights and stuff that they have set up. And I just wanted to note this because it was funny. He's walking by and there's a guy sitting in a chair talking to someone off camera and you hear him say, I'm going to take a 12-hour power nap. <laughs> 12 hour. He's talking about he's like tired before the investigation. He should have took a 12-hour power nap. I mean, that's how I feel and a lot. Then you hear this woman respond, and she sounds so annoyed. And she goes, then you won't feel any better because you have chronic fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I feel that. She's <laughs> like, so, so mad. Listen, Linda. A 12-hour us- nap, that's why you have chronic fatigue. <laughs> listen don't judge me and my lifestyle i could i could probably (laughs) sleep like 18 hours a day oh my gosh get that thing away from you i'm using it to rest my arm okay so at this point he's walking by the attic door and he's gonna go back up into the attic and show the apartment again because he has a camera set up there when he does that, to go into the attic, he has to move this girl out of the way. And everyone, it's very chill. They have not started the investigation. Everyone's talking, laughing. You can hear clear conversation because I just told you about the chronic fatigue 12-hour napper. Right. He opens the door. He, he has this girl move out of the way, opens the attic door, and turns around and closes it. Silence. Wonderful. You don't hear anyone on the other side. And I'm like... We love that. Huh? <laughs> like, that was scary. Uh, why is it? I mean, I guess if they knew they planned on renting out that attic and they didn't want the downstairs restaurant to um, interrupt or whatever the person living there, maybe they enforced the door so it would be. I could understand that, but this is an old, old building. That was my thought. I'm like, wow, that's weird. Yeah, between but, that or the vents or the something, like, I doubt, I don't know, that is weird. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did not watch the actual investigation itself because it was a live event and I couldn't find yeah. the live, so I don't have much more from him. But I did watch the Haunted Hometowns, which is linked on the website. And they started off the the video by interviewing the owner of the time. I can't remember what her name is. But she gives history, some background about it. And she talks about how there was a highwayman who was robbing people along that road 
uh, one of the, the Lincoln Road or whatever it was called back Lincoln then. Lincoln Highway. Yeah. Anyway, he kept robbing people in that area and they ended up actually catching him and they brought him into the tavern and hung him in there. Oh, casual. Mm-hmm. And then they had dinner. And while they're doing this interview, they're not even doing the investigation yet, but they do point out, which I don't know, eh, I I can't decide. They think they caught an EVP while they were talking to her. Um, There's like a lull in between both of them talking and you hear somebody say, yep. Okay. Which is, it's a one syllable that could be, I don't know. But like a y like a y sound is not breathing. It's not. I feel like that's a little more of a forced syllable. Yeah. All right. So the owner said that there was a woman who stopped by the tavern one time with no knowledge of the place. She just came in for food or whatever. And she must have been some type of empath or medium or something like that. Because when she was standing in the tavern, she was actually in the Forbes room, which we, you did mention Forbes earlier. She said, um, she was very compelled to let the owner know that she sensed that someone had been shot and killed there. And it had to do with gambling and that he had lost more money than he could pay. And there was a man who was shot and killed in that room over gambling debts. (laughs) I mean, yes, I'm not, I don't want to be like poo-poo it, mm-hmm. but like, was that not kind of, you know, On the nose. par for the time? Yes. Yeah. But, but in that specific room, like I she didn't so. say anything until she entered that room. I guess that's true. It's like I said, I don't, I'm not necessarily trying to knock it, but it's like, that'd be like saying, I feel like there was uh, shots fired in here. And they're like, yep, it was in the 1700s and 1800s and 1900s, so probably yes. And it's a bar. Yeah. So yes. You know what I mean? I don't know. (laughs) I know. Then she took them up to the second floor, third floor, whatever you want to call it, with the B&B, the the B&B rooms. She said that guests have shared stories. Uh, Some say there's a rocking chair in one of the rooms that will move on its own. We love to see it. Mm -hmm. Their stuff will get misplaced while they sleep, which we heard in that one review from a someone who stayed and they'll hear footsteps in the hall when nobody's out there and the third bedroom i don't know which one is the third one (laughs) right but the third bedroom people say they've felt someone sitting on the edge of the bed yeah we don't like it no so after the tour they did a private investigation this hometown uh or on haunted hometowns And they went in the third room and they did pick up some type of voice, but they even said themselves they can't decide what it's saying. It's just you can hear, uh, they call it a vocalization. Yeah, fair. They also brought a REM pod with them that they were, they had it in the basement and it started going off down there and it was near a spot where I guess a body had been exhumed. I don't know whose body, but they found a body in the basement at some point in history. Yucky. They also did a spirit box session. So this one, it was kind of so-so up until the end, like the other guy. they One of them said, can you be polite and say hello? And it sounds like the spirit box says, can I be what? <laughs> <laughs> Which that's a pretty long that's, phrase. Also, that's... Yeah, I mean, like, if I were the spirit, yeah, that's kind of condescending. Can you be polite and say hello? Pardon? <laughs> yeah. 
then there must have been someone there who didn't quite understand how the spirit box worked or wanted more details on how it worked because they were explaining to them how one of the females was explaining to another female how the the spirit box worked and then it came something came through and said hello like y'all aren't paying attention to me right <laughs> and this is where they get an intelligence response one intelligent response one of them asked are you here to help president washington now this is important because you did mention george washington came through the area mm-hmm. the problem is george washington was not the president at the time yeah he sent so, he sent troops there but when he was there i don't believe he was president so when she asked are you here to help president washington the spirit box comes through and in question form it says george washington like it was correcting her yeah okay that's creepy yeah like because what because like we said or like we've mentioned before spirit boxes you know scan radio frequencies Mm -hmm. and like what station for what reason would go george washington yeah like she says president washington and the spirit corrects her that's creepy see that's like those are the things that i'm like explain that one right that's too specific yeah um I wish I would say that for last because that was the good one. They did do a mag light session. Um, They were talking, you know, trying to get responses. They said, hello, the mag light did come on and they end up getting some more activity where they're asking it to turn it on and off. Mm -hmm. And pretty regularly it's doing what they're asking. Yeah. The mag light you can't do a ton with. It is a good, um, a good tool, but yeah, you're stuck with yes or no answers essentially Mm -hmm. and they did have one last thing they got a light anomaly towards the end of the recording and it moves so fast across the screen it couldn't have no way was it a bug or dust they had to slow it down to one sixteenth of the normal speed Mm -hmm. and you still only see it for one frame dang like if you blink you missed it yeah And that's all I've got as far as what I've looked into. There were some other videos out there, but that's all I got into. I felt like that was some pretty good stuff. I liked the George Washington thing. That really got me. Yeah, no, that is cool. Mm -hmm. Those are the things you like hope for. Yes. So, which even, yeah, it it was intelligent in that it was relevant to the conversation, but not only that. They were, like, putting her in her place, like, um, I'm sorry, George. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't know him as the president. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. I know. It sounds like an interesting place. It is giving, like, Alton meets Hacienda vibes, probably because it's a tavern. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. All these places, like, 95% of these places, I always say, like, I'd like to go someday, but Mm -hmm. I have been to Pennsylvania once before. Yeah. I can't, it was actually Pittsburgh. It's a little bit of a drive, but it yes, could it be done, <laughs> I guess. No, it's a it's a drive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I drove in an evening. Was it fun? No. I could, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know. Well, no, Pittsburgh is, what did it say? 107 miles east. So you'd have to go even further from where we are. Man, so I went a long way. So maybe Bedford's not that bad. Shoot. <laughs> uh, but people, if they drive anything like the people in Pittsburgh... I might pass. They scare oh, me. You no. know what a Pittsburgh left is? No. It's a, it's an actual thing that, so if you've got 
a four-way stop or whatever, you got a stoplight. Uh-huh. And each each side, northbound, southbound, east-west, has a turn arrow in addition to a straight arrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or no, not even that. Take away the turn. So it's just you get a green, lawn out, green light on either side, but there's a turn lane and a lane to keep going straight. Uh, when the light turns green, it is just common practice that the people in the left and the turn lane get to turn before the green people go. Does that make sense? Oh. Yeah. So it, here, man, you would get road rage like none other. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh left. Look it up. Yeah. If the light turns green, just expect the person in front of you to turn left before you go. Okay. Like that's just what they do. Huh. And Pittsburgh, if you want to pay tolls, or not Pittsburgh, sorry, Bedford, if you want to pay tolls, it's an eight-hour drive. If you want to avoid those tolls, it's a 12-hour drive. I really drove that. How far is Pittsburgh? What the heck? How far did I drive? I don't know. And I think it was from, in. no, it wasn't even from Indianapolis. I think it was Terre Haute. Pittsburgh. I don't remember. Pennsylvania. It is. Thinking. Well, think faster. Seven, uh, six and a half hours. Wait, what? East, what? Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. East of... Huh. It's right on the edge of Pennsylvania. So it's right in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I, it must be 107 miles east of... Pit- I don't... Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Dang. Okay, so it was a day trip for me. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Next week, we are going to be in Rhode Island. There's only one P. There is, and there's only one R. Oh, listen. <laughs> just see, I was like, uh, Philadelphia, but that's not <laughs> <Those> a state. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. I know. <laughs> we're getting down to the wire now. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to cycle through again. Oh, God. What are we going to do? Uh, I think we just throw states in a hat instead of doing an alphabetical order. I'm just, we're just going to do whatever we want. How about that? Yeah. Deal how about that? we start covering... <laughs> other countries uh we've done that before though we have yeah <laughs> i was trying to think of something funny and we'll i couldn't listen we've still got a minute we'll figure it out wyoming's like it's down the road it is yeah. it's a while's away <laughs> all right well i guess we'll see you guys next week oh my daughter's birthday yay oh i was like your daughter you really have a daughter i do that was weird, weird to say it out loud yeah Okay, bye. (laughs) Gross. No, happy early birthday. No, it'll be her birthday when the episode comes out, right? Not this one, next one. Well, yeah. 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 (laughs) All right, well, see see you at the birthday party. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook instagram twitter and tiktok all at or so they say pod if you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod you can donate as little as one dollar to hear evps watch haunting videos and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels you can also give a once-off donation to our paypal which will be linked on our website as well Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you you next week. week.